Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Okay, hi there everyone. Welcome to the show today. Uh, Today I really wanted to talk about how to use what we call soft power as part of your brand so that you can really get the results that you're looking for. And I guess what I find is when I'm talking to people about personal brand, one of the, the concerns they have is that I'm going to say, you know, you you have to stand out and you have to, um, you know, really enforce your brand on people and, you know, you're trying to influence and persuade and stand out and look at me and I'm so good or, or feel like you're blowing your own trumpet and and I guess my angle on personal branding is probably a little bit different. My my angle on personal branding is is what, what you're doing and where you are right now and how you're positioned or pigeonholed in whether it be your team members or your customer's mind, is that getting you what you're trying to get? And so anyone that knows me, I'm probably a little bit more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. I sit kind of in the middle and I love connecting and communicating with people, but it does wear me out. And so I do spend, um, enjoy spending quite a bit of my time thinking about how to make it easier because I'm I'm not a, the kind of person who goes out and pushes hard. I, I love to be able to really connect authentically with people. And I guess that's what I found when I've worked with my clients is that is it's all about connecting authentically and then it and then it works. The problem is that we don't always say we have an authenticity problem. Um, but if you're trying to feel like you want to increase your influence and persuasion and you're not a very forceful kind of person, then um, I think you can use what is called something called soft power. And I think the other thing too is probably that it, it falls in line with probably the the Australian mentality that we have you know in Australia we have this thing called the tall poppy where it's not cool to stand out it's not cool to be forceful or high pressure and um and so the things I'm going to give you today is really about how to use soft power and when I think about the word soft power they uh they come from it's actually a military term it's a Chinese military term and whilst we kind of think about um force and power in a military sense, you know, this divide and conquer. Soft power is a military term that was used many years ago around how to get your um, opponent to do what you want them to do. And I think it's really applicable in in personal branding. Um, and when I think about soft power, I think about my sister's husband. <laughs> His name's Ben. And, uh, and he his job is he's a hostage negotiator. And and so he not only works in hostage situations, but he also trains hostage negotiators in, in how to influence and persuade. And, you know, at any time he can be on a plane anywhere and we don't always know where he is or what the situation is. And, um, 
And I don't know about you, but I sometimes thought that maybe I'd watched too many Hollywood movies. I think I watched Hostage Negotiators, and I I think they were pretty hard-nosed kind of people. And uh, But it turned out I was wrong. And uh, when I met Ben, and I also probably came across a couple of his friends, I was really surprised at how laid back they were. They're pretty... Um, uh, they're pretty unassuming kind of people, and um, and in Ben's case, he's really kind and warm, but he's really good at connecting with people. And it's not that he does that in a manipulative way; it's just that he's naturally very good at it. And I think he's really effective um, because he uses this um, tool. I and mean, essentially, it's not even a tool for him; it's just the way that he does it. And it's called soft power. And it's a way that you can um, influence somebody to either do the job that you want them to do. So if you're a leader or equally, if you have your own business and you're trying to influence and persuade customers to come and work with you. So the best thing about this is that um, it means if you're a small business owner, it means that people are more likely to be attracted to you because of who you are and that you haven't tried to be forceful or sell yourself or push yourself down people's throats and be painful. (laughs) So they tend to come to you a bit more. And what that means is that your customer has choice. And also for your team, if you're trying to influence and persuade a team, is that they're more likely to gravitate and to be able to um, be pulled into your influence and your journey and what you're trying to achieve. So I think there are kind of four ways that you can do that. And I think the first one is uh, storytelling. You know, uh, uh, last year I had the privilege of seeing Yamini and I do speak and uh, she's written the book Hooked along with uh, Gabrielle Dolan and they've done a lot of work with storytelling, particularly in financial services in, in Victoria in particular and some with some of the most senior executives in the country. And she spoke about the use of soft power in terms of using it for storytelling and how to shift a person from one way of thinking to another. And she says that stories really need to have those emotional anchors that match the emotions in the situation for the other person. So, for example, if somebody is um, struggling with an, uh, a concept or uh, to make a decision, then you might use a story around courage and that might not be a story about you. It could be a story about you. It could be um, a story from film it could be a story in history it could be anything but um it also might mean that you become more vulnerable and open Um, but it means that the other person is far more likely to cooperate with you um, than you just dictating and telling them what to do and i reckon if you can do storytelling storytelling is one of those ways that you can get soft power to influence and persuade so that's the first one Uh, The second one, I think that you can use soft power if you're not a really forceful kind of person, particularly probably if you're a little bit more introverted, um, is coaching. And the the great thing about coaching, well, I think a lot of people think that coaching is telling people what to do, and in fact, it's not. Coaching is about being able to elicit responses and and connection from your team or from your customer and being able to ask great questions. So instead of asking, you know, why did you do that or 
or those types of questions you might ask less defensive type questions like okay so what was the benefit in doing it that way um so what you're doing is by asking really good questions you're reducing defensiveness increasing the feelings of power in the other person and also increasing their feelings of choice so you allow them to feel in control of the situation and when you think about influence you might be thinking that seems a little bit counterintuitive but ironically when you're doing the listening and doing a lot less telling you're far more likely to get the person to do what you want them to do so that's number two so i of coaching the first one was storytelling so i think with those two i think you can really um, put those into your brand and uh, so that you can influence and persuade and um, and create the connection that you want so that's two the third one I reckon the third one is around is about your diary and your time management because I think that if you can say no to people, um, it, it, saying no to people is, is easier said than done because I don't know about you but you're working at your desk and someone comes over and says, I need this now and there's this sense of urgency and it's got to be done. And it's you want to you've got this challenge to still maintain team morale and work together and and um, but you don't want you to sort of come last. So I think the challenge here is to be able to say no to people. But the only way that you can do that is if you really manage your time. So it, I don't know if you've read the book. Uh, Covey's seven habits of highly effective people but he tells the story about the university lecturer that turns up to the university one day and they he puts these big rocks in the jar and he says to the students is the jar full and they say yeah it's looking pretty full so then he pours gravel in and when he pours all the gravel in he says to the students he asks them is the jar full now and they say yeah it looks pretty full so then he pours sand in and he asked them again, is the jar full now? And they said, well, yeah, you can't fit much more in there than that. And then he poured water in and that filled it up right to the top. And he said, is the jar full now? And they said, yeah, you definitely can't fit anything else in. So his last question to them was, what would have happened if I put the water in first and put everything in in reverse and the rocks in last? And of course, the answer was it wouldn't fit. So the moral of the story is to get the big rocks in first. So how does this relate to diary management? Well, you've got to get the big rocks. The big rocks are those things that are really important that you need to get done. And if you don't have those in your calendar first, then your time is going to be pulled into everybody else's needs. So, and it's the only way that you can say no. So put your work into your diary first and then that will force other people because they can't get in to see you and they can't just come and you know see you at the drop of a hat or dump their problems on you they're going to be forced to come and see you at a time that works for you which will make them think twice and often makes them take the initiative to think about what they're doing before they come to you and i think if you can manage your diary is a really great way to have that soft power um without being forceful to people because they realize that actually I need to take some responsibility before I come and see you. So it's a diary management, coaching and storytelling are the three and I've got one more. Uh, so the other one I think that is is really valuable for soft power 
is your personal branding. And to do this, I think you really need to uh, look at your touch points. And touch points is a, a marketing term. And it's around what are all those moments that make up the experience of working with you? So whether it's a team member or, or a customer, what are those touch points like? So as in when I go to your website, does can I find the information easily? Has it got your face on it? Can I connect with you? Or if you're a leader... When you come in in the morning, what's the first touch point? Do you say good morning in the mornings? And that's kind of sets the tone for the day, doesn't it? You know, even things like do you smile? Um, how do you dress? Um, how do you answer the phone? What's your voicemail like? Or when I'm in a meeting with you, are you constantly checking your phone or do you take your t- t- put your phone away and give me your full attention? Um so what does, how do you make people feel through those, every single one of those touch points? And it was Tom Peters who wrote the book, The Little Big Things, 163 Ways to Pursue Excellence. And he says, it's showtime every time. And you need to lead, lead by example, because you might not think people are watching, but they are. So, so that's number four is your personal brand. Think about your touch points. Um, I would even have a look at your center items when you email people. You know, are you have you got um, have you done spell check on it? Have you have you got lots of capital letters and shouting at people, or um, do you ask people how they are? Just simple things. But your soft power is one of those ways that you'll be able to influence, and but you also get to be feel fulfilled and not be something that you're not. But you still get to be your authentic self. And I think in that case, then you get to enjoy your work more, you get to be more energized and achieve the results you want without being aggressive or rude to people. So I'd love to know your thoughts um, and uh, feel free to jump on uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn. You're welcome to connect with me and um, I look forward to hearing from you soon.